The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. Artificial intelligence is impacting just about every single industry. And we talk and write about this a lot because we really do believe that AI is having, you know, such a significant impact on the way that we work, we live, and our society in general. So one area that's getting a lot of attention and AI is really impacting is news and journalism. So in this use case podcast, we'd like to explore some of the ways in which AI is already having an impact on news and journalism. And one of the reasons why we decided to start here with news and journalism is because it's been making news recently, and we'll talk about that in some of our use case analysis here, but also because it's a really good use of AI. It's a good use to use AI to summarize data and other sorts of forms of content and create sort of just journalistic prose. And it's being used a lot more than people realize. But first, it's being used just to help the whole journalistic news process and workflow. As we all have been hearing, the news industry is a particularly difficult industry to be in, in terms of generating advertising revenue or just being afloat. It's hard for journalistic organizations to support themselves. And so one of the things that they're doing is they're leveraging AI and machine learning to help streamline a lot of their processes. You know, a lot of the processes for gathering information, contacting sources, even the back-end stuff like dealing with advertisers and classifieds, a lot of that stuff is now being automated and used machine learning and AI systems to help with that. Part of it is the so-called movement towards automated journalism, which basically helps and streamline a lot of the media workflow in terms of all the various steps, editing and collection of data sources and all sorts of stuff, and the time and complexity of getting news and content out in a timely manner. One of the interesting things is that there's a lot now of user-generated content, people taking photos and images and video and submitting them to news desks. Some of those things are news, a lot of those things are not. And so these AI tools help kind of sort out what could be interesting and compelling news and be part of a general story and which things are just not. So by example, the New York Times is using an augmented intelligence approach in which AI is assisting their new staff. It's a technology they're calling editor that sits alongside a journalist and identifies key phrases, headlines that they can use, suggested headlines, some suggested text detail, obviously to help increase the search rankings and you know the click-through rates and all that sort of stuff. And this system also provides some on-the-spot research. So it could say, hey, this may be some extra information you want to add to the articles, some suggestions for content you want to add to it. It fact checks, can do some fact checking, inserts links, provides some additional support quotes that may be already collected from other articles. So you can think about it as like all this extra stuff that an editor or an editor's desk would do. The editor product that New York Times has put together is providing this additional assistance. And this really does help reduce some of the research workload, the editing workload, and allows them to churn out content much quicker. Right. And I think that if you work in a newsroom, you already are seeing the benefits of this, but the average reader is really benefiting as well. So another way that AI is being used is it helps track breaking and emerging news. So AI systems are being used to generate breaking news content to bridge the gap until a human reporter can get on the scene. So, you know, sometimes things happen really fast. And like Ron said, newsrooms are struggling and maybe don't have as much staff as needed or as they would like. So AI systems are really able to bridge that gap until a human reporter can get on the scene. 
then sometimes, you know, it also maybe it's not as urgent or as breaking news as they thought it was. So the bot can report on it. And if it ends up not really being a news article, then they don't need to send out a journalist. So Reuters, for example, is using AI to scour Twitter feeds and find breaking news before it becomes headlines. And then in this way, valuable information is being able to be transmitted as soon as it actually happens instead of there being a delay of minutes or hours. Usually there's not a delay in days just because if it's breaking news, reporters want to get to it. But this is able to help and kind of, you know, fill that gap. Yeah. So obviously AI is good at spotting patterns. So if it starts seeing a lot of tweets about a particular topic, they can sort of raise it as a potential piece of news. That's pretty cool. And that supports sort of another interesting use case for AI and news and journalism. That's empowering search and research. So especially you're probably seeing now a lot more long form articles like this kind of like little essays. If you're listening to this podcast as October 2018, you know that the New York Times did a long expose piece about Trump and taxes. And that required a lot of research, required a lot of research to go into all these different data sources. An interesting thing is AI is really helping Mm -hmm. uh, with a lot of that. So AI basically will uncover potential sources of background research to say, hey, this article may relate to another article. We use these pieces of information. They may be relevant, may not be relevant. It allows them to search for other articles that they've done, especially large news organizations like New York Times generate hundreds, thousands of articles on a very regular basis. It's hard to keep track of somebody who wrote something over here that may actually be connected to the thing you're writing about now. Also, these AI machine learning systems allow you to dive deeper into the stories so that it could say, hey, there's this interesting thing you may want to do more research on. And that's for the writers, but it also provides the same benefit to the readers. If you're in there and you're in one of these big news sites and you want to sort of dig deeper into it, it's sort of like if you're on Wikipedia, you can keep kind of going down the Wikipedia hole and keep clicking things and keep reading and reading, but somebody has to put those links in. These systems basically can help uncover that stuff altogether. So we mentioned the New York Times a few times here, and that's relevant because the New York Times Research and Development Labs editor application that we talked about earlier does help with this research process and suggest this additional content. So it's something that they're definitely doing more of. And AI is also able to help with news insights. So you can use AI to analyze information and then generate insights from news reports and other sources of data. And the Associated Press is actually, they created something called News Whip that they built themselves. And it observes social media postings on, you know, various platforms, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, Snapchat. And the system then synthesizes that information to keep tabs on how users are engaging with AP content and how they're sharing it so that AP is then using that information to see how its content performs against its competitors and what news, you know, and emerging keywords, trends, topics, influencers that they can use in the future to help generate more attention and to continue to engage with their current audience. That's actually a really cool application. We're talking about here in terms of news and journalism, but any marketers out there might find this very interesting. Like, okay, you know, the AP is putting out news stories about a topic. So is the New York Times, so is Bloomberg, so is, you know, a hundred other sources. Why is it that some people share articles from one source and not from another source? You know, AI systems can help with that and they can do all sorts of pattern detection. One of the things that we've been hearing about in the news most recently is sort of not a good pattern, which is the fake news pattern, right? That was obviously something 
that became part of our lexicon, the 2016 elections, but also in Brexit and all these sorts of things that are happening. There's been these campaigns, these misinformation campaigns to push out news that really is trying to skew public opinion in one direction. Uh, of course, this is very relevant on social media, but has been really relevant in news. There have been a lot of people posting fake articles from fake sources. And so now the combination between social media and these news sites, they're using AI and machine learning to sort of weed out these potential fictitious and erroneous news articles to say, okay, this person's posting an article. This article is completely on left field. Yeah. It's not like anything else anybody's writing. Is this real or is this somebody put up some fake news website and is posting this stuff? So these articles are then flagged for human inspections, either so that a legitimate news outlet doesn't inadvertently share something that was from a not legitimate news outlet, or social media sites basically help filter that stuff out. So yeah, these most major news outlets now are using some kind of AI-based system to help prevent hoaxes or fake stories from being propagated and spread through their legitimate news channel. So it gives an extra weight to them. And they're also using these systems to expose those fake news sources. So it can become news about the fake news <laughs> and to call out this intentionally fraudulent behavior. I think regarding the 2016 elections, one of the news articles that, you know, just come to mind, I thought was just utterly crazy was when they said that Pope Francis endorses Trump for president. And I'm like, first off, <laughs> why would a Pope be getting involved in American politics? And I was like, this was the stupidest article. Right. But it was, you know, stuff like that. That but it got shared. Yeah, it got shared. It was yeah. all over Facebook. And Facebook has, you know, gotten in a lot of trouble for that and been in the news a lot lately over their use of bots and fake news and, and everything. But one thing, you know, so we do have the fake news, but then we also have real news. And AI is being used to generate original content. So natural language generation tools are powering AI to generate this content, and automated journalism is already helping to create news and articles and overall enhance storytelling. So in 2017, the Washington Post had 850 articles written by their bot called Heliograph, and it was primarily reporting on sports and outcomes of regional political races. The bot actually was first introduced in 2016 for the Rio de Janeiro Summer Olympics, and it was able to generate a lot of content on some of the competitions that aren't as popular and don't always get a lot of attention. And then it's also been reported that about 32% of business content is generated by AI. And The Motley Fool is projecting that 20% of businesses will use AI to generate content such as stakeholder reports or legal documents, press releases, general reports, and even some articles in white papers are being generated by AI. In addition, AI is really good, like I said, at covering things where reporters can't always get to. This is such as the case, you know, with high school sports. I think that people who live in that town or maybe that county care a lot about how, you know, a high school lacrosse team did or a soccer team, but people outside of that don't care. And a lot of these small papers just don't have the bandwidth to go to every single game. So AI is really good at generating that content. It's also been used to help generate weather content and local political content, stuff like that, because machines are really good at analyzing and summarizing numbers, and they can do it so much faster than humans can. So if you're looking at a local political contest, if there's polling numbers, the machines can just look at these numbers and produce it so much faster than humans can. It actually was used in the recent elections as well, because it takes humans days to comb through some of these facts and figures and statistics, and machines are 
really good at that and they do it so fast. Some sports, some big sports actually are using AI to generate content as well. Tennis and golf have actually been two sports that are leading the way in this. So if you're on the tour, one of the golf tours, there's a lot of golfers actually that are on the tour, but there's only a few that are, you know, really famous and name worthy. So they're able to now generate content and have highlight reels on every single golfer where before they couldn't do that because the people didn't have name recognition. It was hard for them to focus attention and resources on it. But now with AI, they're able to do that with every single golfer, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. So I think we're going to definitely see more of that in all the sports, (laughs) baseball, football, you name it, ball, basketball, (laughs) hockey, whatever, curling, it'll start being out there. So the other thing is that these AI systems are being used to moderate user comments. And as we mentioned earlier, the uploaded content, the images and the videos and the text and all that sort of stuff. As you can imagine, the internet is a big unfiltered mass of people who will say all sorts of things and post all sorts of things, appropriate, inappropriate. Not just people, bots too. Bots, you know, doing the automated submissions, right? You got some spam going on in there. You have all sorts of malicious stuff. You have helpful things, toxic things. So it's hard for humans to moderate that. I mean, you could put in simple rules, you know, things like, you know, don't allow links to be posted and you can flag for certain keywords, but there are ways around all that. People can be really, you know, trollish without, you know, using any swear words. So AI is really good at reading content and summarizing content. So you can understand if this is a positive contribution or a negative contribution. You know, for images and videos, it can be trained on things that should be, you know, censored or not allowed, you know, just inappropriate content, you know, whether it's, you know, images or like people posting brand things or whatever, you know, spammy advertisements, it could definitely be used for that. And they're using that now. As a matter of fact, many online media organizations, you know, they really want contributions and comments because it helps to keep obviously traffic going. People can comment on there. However, a lot of these forums really get out of hand, you know, with harassment and things like that. So the New York Times, that's going back to them again, they're using AI systems to automatically moderate reader comments, uh, keeping an eye on the tone of language. There's a whole project that the New York Times did with Google about that. As a matter of fact, it's called Google's Jigsaw Group, developed the Perspective API that categorizes comments into levels of toxicity. So we can say this is a very toxic, this is not so toxic. And then either you can either automate it to allow these some of these articles to go through based on thresholds or a human can step in when it's kind of blurring the line there to either remove the contents that don't meet acceptable guidelines or just overall help. So these tools really are helping users, not just the publishers, get more value out of it because who wants to read a site and read a whole bunch of comments that are really nasty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like Ron said, it is really hard without AI tools to moderate discussion boards because there's a lot of ways to get around it and it's hard. So I'm definitely excited for that use. I'm also really excited for content personalization. So these AI tools are now able to suggest articles to read based on previous articles that you've read or topics that you've read before. And increasingly, machine learning systems are being able to learn individual reader preferences and then recommend articles or even paid content that readers might enjoy and find valuable. So Quartz, for example, a media company, they recently received a grant from the Knight Foundation to produce Bot Studio. And this enables users to answer questions and engage with other interactive content as a way to identify relevant topics. 
And The Guardian also recently introduced a chatbot that interacts with its readers and it gets to provide greater engagement and news content with the readers. So, you know, that's a pretty cool use where it's a chatbot and it's actually able to interact, you know, live on demand. As we say, chatbots are 24-7 and never tire. So that's a pretty good use. And these chatbots are able to provide additional content or context that isn't always available in the story. And it really helps the reader to have a deeper interaction with these relevant topics. Yeah. So there's a lot of interesting things here. Like, you know, some of these use cases are very news and journalism specific, but a lot of these are really just approaches towards dealing with content. You know, whether it, you could be a company trying to produce your own content, you know, moderating your own discussion boards, trying to personalize the content to your readers, you do some of this research. And so even though this is really a use case study on what's happening in news and journalism, because they're in the business of content, right? I think a lot of these applications are really very applicable to a broad range of industries. So I think, you know, those of you who are listening to this podcast, podcast may want to take a look at some of these technologies. Some of these are open source, some of these are on GitHub and see if they're appropriate to what you're doing. Yeah. And listeners, as always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. So we hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. And this is part of our AI use case podcast series. So there's others in the series that you may want to listen to, and we'll make sure to link them in the show notes. And as always, we'll post any articles, concepts in the show notes as well. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright 2018 by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.